0: Ms. Fatal Desai and Mitra of Marlborough Memorial Middle School are proud to say that they are perfectly normal. Thank you very much.
1: Welcome to the Monarch Experience Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Ancona. And here at the Monarch Experience Podcast, we are giving students the platform to voice their opinions about what matters most to them. And today, what matters most is Harry Potter, of course. I have three incredible students that I cannot wait for you to hear their takes on their favorite Harry Potter movies, to talk about their favorite characters, most controversial storylines, and many, many more things. That we'll chat about uh, throughout this time today. But before we get there, we do have a couple of quick reminders. We've got the logo design contest that is coming to a mm, very close end. So if you are a graphic designer, a designer, a non-graphic designer, make sure that you get your logo submissions sent over to Mr. Ancona. You know who I am. You can easily just send me an email uh, with your submission so that we get you the opportunity to have your design officially be the now and forever. This isn't a short-term thing, people. We're looking at a new logo forever. That was intense. Forever. And not just that, this logo is going to be seen 20 countries, over 30 states within the country. So anytime somebody downloads this on Spotify or iTunes or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or Breaker, they're going to see your design design. What a resume builder that could be. And not to mention, this is something that you will see all across the building as well. We're replacing all the old stickers. We're going to archive Chloe Lee's OG design. We're going to create the Monarch Experience Hall of Fame, in which we will hang that prominently in the Hall of Fame. We're going to create all of this. But before we do any of that, I have to introduce you to three incredible students. We've got Jasmine. Jasmine, say hello. Hello. We've got Shrina. Shrina say hi.
2: Hey, how are y'all?
1: Oh, she's asking how you're doing. Let's take a second for our listeners to reply. Great. How crazy do they sound if they're walking their dog with their headphones on, listening to this podcast, and they're like, "I'm doing great. Thank you, Shrina. It's nice to finally meet you." We won't nice judge. To meet you and- too. <laughs> <laughs> and neither will their neighbors. And of course, Rihanna, Rihanna, say hello to our listeners.
0: Hello.
1: I love it. Such enthusiastic hellos. So before we get into any of the many, many pages, so I have, to, I have to make sure that while we are on record and have to make sure that I give the three of you props because there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes on when we're recording a podcast. There's a lot of prep that goes into it. People who listen to this and think that we just hit record and we just ramble. No, no, no. The three of these young ladies did such an incredible job. And I'm going to I'm going to fill everyone in as to why the onus was on them. But they set up how many pages, eight pages of pre-planning that we did here, setting up the categories. Uh, I just sent them the Star Wars episode and said, you we can use this as a template. and You go from there and Jasmine, Rihanna, and Shreena just took the lead and completely commandeered this thing. Good vocabulary right there from the English teacher. And organized everywhere we're going here. So love when this happens. This, got, this happened last year when we recorded the episode on uh, K-pop, which was so nice. I remember Alice was like, I'll take care of it. Uh, and I was like, good, because I know nothing about K-pop. Uh, and very similar here. We got the same thing going on. <laughs> Three incredible students that are so passionate about Harry Potter. And yes, I did say three because there is a fourth dude or there is a dude in the room and he has a confession to make.
0: <gasps>
1: I know I need to like drop in some like music. Uh, ooh. Well, for people, for my, for my students that know me, this may not be too much of a surprise. But for listeners that are like, who are you? I'm your friendly podcast host. Uh, oh, how do I say this? How do I say this where I do not destroy my own credibility Where you entirely? don't destroy friendships. And I don't destroy friendships, yeah. I've never seen any of the Harry Potter movies.
0: <gasps> you don't <gasps> say.
1: I've this is a
2: shame. I I they're shaming,
1: they're shaming me They're oh, shaming me disgrace. Next you have to just wag your finger In disapproval also <laughs> <laughs> That had way too much sass That was not like the shameful You can't see this But for our <laughs> listeners uh, Shrina gave me a lot more of like the oh no you didn't uh, Which I guess works She's so appalled by this I've also never read any of the books
0: Oh my so, gosh Double shame
1: Oh my uh, okay, actually, let me clarify. I did read the first one. My first year of teaching, I had a, a student who was a Janine. Uh, fantastic, fantastic kid. And she was so appalled, like all of you and like all of our listeners right now, probably throwing their headphones onto the ground and kicking them thinking it's my bald head. She <laughs> bought me. The, the first harry potter and she was like you need to watch you need the to read the
0: first one is the worst. Oh, damn. that's a really good student yeah, yeah the first, i know
1: right i know the
0: don't is low-key not that great yeah which who
1: is yep. the first one so, sure.
0: I'll I'll agree first with right there.
1: so i was i told her i was like listen i, I don't have time to read I, I just don't have an interest in harry potter i never did when it first came out i think oh i was God. maybe I never was into wizards and wizardry and like anything to do with that. I totally just like, again, lost all credibility and, and mocked the entire Harry Potter universe.
2: <laughs> not intentionally. You, I never had interest in star Wars. So.
1: Ooh. All right. Yeah. And you know, some ew, people, star there's, like, Wars. There's, there's certain things like star Wars. People are just like space. Oh. Ugh, no interest. Uh, yes. There are other, and like same thing with Harry Potter. They're like wizards. Eh,
0: no, no interest. it's just star Wars. It's just not my cup of tea. Star Wars yeah, I is hear disgusting. You. Okay, Star Trek is so overrated.
1: Well, so for me, I either was too old, I think, when Harry Potter had was coming out. Uh, it just wasn't my thing. I wasn't into wizardry or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I read the first one. I've seen the first movie. I, I enjoyed it. I thought the first one was good. It took me on some nice twists and turns. But I, I never had I, – I even was trying. I was telling you. I tried to, like, sit down and find the time. And I told my wife, my wife is a diehard Harry Potter fan.
0: Yes, we stand here. Yes, We yes. stand your <laughs> wife. Yes, yeah, you. <laughs> yes. so,
1: but the thing is, I was like, hey, listen. I was like, I'll sit down. Will you watch the other nine Harry Potter <laughs> movies with me? <laughs> within, even like, nine. a week. And she was like, oh, my God, yes, I'll do that. Uh, and then when I was like, hey, do you want to? Want to watch it tonight? Like, let's sit down. We'll, we'll put it on. She's like, yeah, sure. Um, she's like, but just so you know, the second one is about three hours. And I immediately was like, nope, I, I don't have time. For that. <laughs> sorry. I, so sorry. My preemptive apology. Bro, so, so what was your it. first?
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> I, so worth I, it.
1: I can tell you that by the time this conversation ends, your passion is probably going to infiltrate <laughs> my uh, pighead stubbornness. And I will probably end up watching them slowly. It just might take me about 15 years. So, But for you three, where did your fandom begin? Talk us through this journey of where you first got exposed to Harry Potter and how you fell in love with it.
2: Well, first of all, I have an older sister, and she's obviously read Harry Potter. So she, she was like, you have to read it. And then, like... When I started reading it, it was also like the hot topic of our school and our grade. Like everyone was reading it. Because obviously none of us were born when it actually came out. But suddenly it was yeah. really popular. And I'm like, I got to read this. And I just fell in love with it.
0: Love okay. it. Yeah. So for me, my family doesn't actually like like <laughs> Harry Potter. And they think my yeah, attraction to it, <laughs> like too. my obsession with it is annoying, I guess. But like, <laughs> so in third grade, I had this teacher who like, loved Harry Potter, like was obsessed. Okay. And there was a bunch of people too that always read it. And there was a bunch of memes and like references. And I was like, okay, I should read it. And I didn't really like wizards either at the time or magic or reading. But like, yeah, that, it was me. Too, I had no obsession of reading.
2: Like, I hated books. I even, like, didn't that, want to read Harry Potter because I'm like, no. no. Yeah, this is, like, all be- just, like, fiction, fairy tales, like, all princesses and stuff. <laughs> I, I didn't want to read it. <laughs> I really not I
1: love it. I love that shrina's like, is reading. What losers are reading? I, so I do, as a, as a a as a lover of books and also as an English teacher, obviously, too. I was a lover of books long before I was an English teacher. I have to respect and give so much credit to J.K. Rowling for being able to create this love of reading for people, Shrina, like yourself, who just had no interest in reading yeah. ever. So I, I think that that is a beautiful thing. And as much as I will, in private, to my wife, uh, make fun of her love for Harry Potter,
0: oh my- not on this <laughs> podcast,
1: though. I won't do it here. I, I do love and respect that she opened the doors for people who thought reading was not for them and and gave them that passion rihanna where did you first get interested into the world of harry potter
0: so my story is kind of similar to jasmine's um when i was in third grade i had this really young teacher i think she was like 20 years old and it was her second year of teaching as a whole okay and the first book she read to us was the sorcerer's stone and i was like so like entranced in like the book like the plot and the storyline but then as i grew older like in fourth grade i kind of was just like i don't like that anymore like i'm too grown up for that <laughs> and, then, Ooh. and then um In fifth grade, when quarantine hit, I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, everything is so boring now. I can't go outside. So then I, like, I I had all the Harry Potter books back when I was from, back from third grade, because I bought them in a bundle, and I just started reading them over and over again. And then I was like, whoa, these are actually really cool. So now... I've brought myself into this mess of just being a Harry Potter stan.
1: I love it. Look at that. Quarantine is allowing us to, like, in- jump back into things that maybe we weren't always into. Go ahead.
0: I haven't read a singular book in quarantine.
1: Not a single one? No.
0: That's because... <laughs> you hate reading books and that's no it. no that is not true i like reading i didn't like it before i read harry potter but like i guess when i started reading harry potter it got me into like fantasy and i like reading but i just haven't read during quarantine except if it's yeah. for school Yeah, like- i get that.
2: It's not like I didn't read at all before Harry Potter. Like, I read, like, there was, like, my fair share of books that, like, I, I'm, like, a very picky reader. On my other hand, my sister's, like, a bookworm. She will, like, read a magazine. And I, I can't deal with magazines. Yeah. Don't even get me started on magazines.
1: <laughs> Who's reading magazines yeah, like- in 2021?
2: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so- tell, her, tell her
1: there's this wonderful thing called the internet.
2: yeah she like if i bring a book from library she'll just pick it up and read it but like i wasn't like that i i was really picky about my books it was just like harry potter just wasn't my thing then my like sister made me read it and she's like read it you gotta read it
1: well harry potter is definitely a lot of people's things so and as we we're gonna first start off by chatting and just we're gonna do just like the star wars episode i want to be able to have you three rank from least favorite Mm -hmm. worst to most favorite. And obviously, there is going to be plenty of conversation that will start from here. There's also probably going to be plenty of disagreement from our audience or even from internally within this room. I want to start off by just sharing Rotten Tomatoes. Not that that is the most credible website of all time, but uh, today's episode is sponsored by Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, yeah, we're just forcefully trying to gain sponsors. So uh, courtesy of our sponsor, Rotten Tomatoes, from worst, not including the spinoffs, uh, worst to best, the worst on Rotten Tomatoes, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part one, 77%. But I mean, look at that. That's the worst. And it's got 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that's pretty incredible. Next up from worst to best is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, 77%. Next is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, eighty-one okay. percent. Right, I yeah. know. You, I know you guys were kind of like, yeah, it's not not the best. Harry oh, Potter no, and the okay. Chamber of Secrets, yes, eighty-two yes. yes. percent. Yes,
0: no, I love Chambers. Oh my Star. god, weirdo. No, 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 big fat no.
1: <laughs> Harry <laughs> Potter and the Half Blood Prince, eighty-four percent. Oh,
0: okay. Yes. Here's where it starts yes. getting yes. very
1: interesting from like a fandom perspective. Goblet of Fire 88%. Now we're working our way to the top. <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban. Azkaban. Yeah, I <laughs> Azkaban, <laughs> 90%. Yes, okay. yes. And then yes, check yes. check this out. I, what the only one left is Deathly Hallows Part 2. 96%. that's a oh, Man, That's like
0: that's that's a that was huge. So sad, I mean, that movie. That that's a grade. Movie. That's a
1: grade that oh, yeah. at, at mom could be proud of. But ninety six percent. Ooh, put that on the fridge right now. Ninety six percent. Yeah, there, I yeah it's just like Ooh.
2: gotta watch it now.
1: Right. I, I should just start with that one. Right. Work my way backwards. I mean, <laughs> nothing. I'll be. Nothing will make sense. I'll be like, what? He was like eight years old in the first one. Why is this dude like twenty nine <laughs> now? What's going on? Right? So. <laughs> So, talk to me. Jasmine, we'll start with you. Least favorite to most favorite.
0: So, I hate the Half-Blood Prince. Like, there was absolutely no action. No Voldemort. I hated it. Oh, my God. It sucked. Anyways, then is the Chamber of Secrets and the Sorcerer's Stone because I just don't like, like, the first parts of, like, movies and books. And then I have Order of the Phoenix, Goblet of Fire, both of the Deathly Hallows, and then my absolute favorite is the Prisoner of Azkaban, because my favorite characters are introduced in it.
1: Ooh, alright. Well, I'm sure we will get to that later. Rihanna, Okay. your least favorite.
0: My least favorite is Goblet of Fire, and then it's Chamber of Secrets, Order of the Phoenix, Sorcerer's Stone, Deathly Hallows 1 and 2, Prisoner of Azkaban, and the Half-Blood Prince. The Half-Blood Prince and nobody could tell me otherwise. No, oh my
1: god! <laughs> Ew. Well, so what I notice is this Rihanna on that. What wow. I notice is Rihanna and Jasmine. You both have uh, "Goblet of Fire," which is a awesome title for anything. That sounds. It sounds like a great title. I'm thinking because it is sounds similar to a Metallica song title, which is "Halo of like Fire." So maybe that's why. Goblet of Fire. I like it. Oh, my God. Of course, wait. I listen to Metallica. This is literally
0: like... So... <laughs> what?
1: What Do I look like, you look what, like a Taylor Swift guy. kind of guy?
0: <laughs> hey, we don't oh, judge. Actually, actually,
1: I am a Taylor Swift guy. And I do <laughs> love... And I do oh love country. So so I'll put all that out there. Hey,
0: hey you, you do you. No, like, three three yeah, us. exactly. All three of us.
1: I'm, I'm sitting... I'm sitting up with my, my snakeskin cowboy boots on the desk going, no Harry Potter in these neck of the woods. Uh, I noticed that both of you ranked Goblet of Fire pretty low, and you both had Prisoner of oh. Azkaban pretty high. Shrina, least so, favorite, or least favorite to most favorite.
2: My least favorite is probably the Sorcerer's Stone because I feel like Harry Potter is just so young then. Like, it's just, there's no type of action at all. Like, and I don't, I don't even remember the story, so I didn't really like it. Um, and then the Goblet of Fire, the Order of the Phoenix, both Deathly Hollows, Chamber of Secrets, the Half-Blood Prince, nice. and Prisoner of Azkaban was my favorite.
0: <laughs> Good.
1: All right, yes. all right. There, there you have it.
2: <laughs> like the events in Prisoner of Azkaban were so cool, like with the time turning and like, it, it was really cool.
1: <laughs> so uh, what I, I love here is that you, there's gonna be so many people listening that are gonna be like, Yeah, I agree. And then there's gonna be so many people, I'm sure, that are going to well, they, they can't try to find you in the halls really anymore, but they're gonna be like finding you on classroom or like through email and being like, How could you not like like the thumbs are gonna be out texting you very soon, I imagine, once this episode drops. So you mentioned Srina, something you loved about Prisoner of Azkaban was the the time aspect, right? Yes. Okay. So, what is your favorite scene in the entire Harry Potter's Harry Potter series? Um, if you had to, I cheat. probably
2: had to say like in the Deathly Hollows Part Two, like towards the end when like Harry is like leaving to give himself and to be like killed, which I think is absurd. Like, why would you do that? but he like he finds a resurrection stone and like he invites his like family back from the dead and i feel like that scene is so empowering and very like intense because for the first time you get to see how harry reacts and how he feels about losing all these people in the fight of saving him when he's about to die the scene is like very sad but also very suspenseful since everyone is there to support him he even asks, like, an unusual question, like, does it hurt to die as a child? And that shows what Harry's really going through.
1: I think that's so, so well said, by the way, Shrina. But also I think, like, Harry Potter, you know, you mentioned with uh, Sorcerer's Stone, like, he's such a kid. And it kind of is a book for, I don't want to say kids, because I don't want to dismiss, like, that there's some really intense and really powerful themes that are happening within the series. And even I'm aware of that. But like him asking, like, what's it like to die, and if it hurts, like all that, like that's intense for kids that are growing up reading this, or kids like yourselves who were—I mean, you're not, kids, <laughs> right? you're not young, young people, um, teens.
2: Okay. Like,
1: that's like that's some intense stuff to be exposed to, if especially if you're someone who got into the books at a really young age and you're seeing these characters grow right before your eyes. Rihanna, what's your favorite scene?
0: Okay, so my favorite scene is when Hermione punches Draco because it's so iconic and like it's so cool. Hermione is so cool. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like you go, girl. You go. <laughs> what do you yeah, love about it? That, also, that she stood
1: up for herself? I
0: don't know the look on Draco's face after. It was just like he looks so, he looks so like sad. <laughs> Yes, sad. you like deserve it. Like,
1: like he got, got his <laughs> There was Rihanna, there was a moment in there where you were like, he yeah. looked just so sad. And he <laughs> deserves to be sad. Jasmine. Oh my god.
0: What... Okay, so like in the in the end of the Order of the Phoenix, like okay, so Sirius, right? Sirius gets knocked into the veil, which is like how he dies. Spoiler, I guess. Um like, it just shows, like, the power, you know? It was so sad, and, like, it never ma- fails to make me cry whenever I rewatch it. And he he literally is my favorite Harry Potter character. So I also, <laughs> I also like the scene, like, as soon as Sirius gets out of Azkaban, he has no information about James or Harry Potter and if they were alive or not. And, like, I can't imagine how relieved he was to see Harry. But, like, it also must have been heartbreaking to, like, see that Harry was scared of him and like scared that he was gonna die. So I like that scene too.
2: Yeah, and as Brianna said before, like about the scene where she punches Draco, I actually just remembered and even says, You 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 foul loads of evil yes, little cockroach. That and that's probably so like my favorite part. Like yes. I said it so many times yeah. after.
1: <laughs> well when you I call someone when you call someone a cockroach, I think that like there is nothing <laughs> lower than that, right? Well, because yeah, like you said, like it breaks her character. Like she finally yeah. stands up for herself. I think that that's that's when you, I think, you get a depth of certain characters that uh, when you know the characters are so good, so beloved, because they're not they're not static. <laughs> not to sound like the English teacher here, but they're not static characters. There's an element of dynamicness to them. Dynamite. I'd probably
2: say my favorite line is in The Half-Blood Prince when Professor, McG- professor McGonagall questions Harry Potter, Hermione Granger and Ronald Weasley. She says, why is it that when something happens, it is always you three? And then Ron replies back, believe me, Professor, I've been asking myself the same question for the past six years. And I think this line is so funny and iconic,
0: and it really sums up the idea of the plot in, in like a sentence.
1: Jasmine, what's your favorite line?
0: My favorite line is Sorcerer's Stone when Harry first meets Draco. And Draco's like, You'll soon find out that some wizarding families are much better than others, Potter. You don't want to go making friends with the wrong sort. I can help you there. And Harry just stares at him and he's like, I think I can tell who the wrong sort are for myself. Thanks. And like... The line really shows how Harry acted throughout, like, the entire series. And I feel like it was the first, one of the first character traits we saw from him that was displayed throughout the entire series, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Rihanna, did you have a favorite yes. line or favorite? Okay, one?
0: so in Deadly Hallows, part one, I think, at the end, it was when Snape's memories were revealed in, like, that, basement thingy, and it showed I for literally, like, the whole entire series, I hated, hated Snape with all my being, okay? I wanted (laughs) him to vanish from the face of the earth. He's not even on the earth, though, but then it doesn't matter, okay? (laughs) And then the memories revealed, and he worked as a double agent for Dumbledore, and I was like, I hated Snape for no reason. Like no, I feel bad. Like what the heck, dude? And so I was really sad because Snape deserved better. Yeah. Oh no, he did not. Mm, no.
1: Ooh. Oh. So Rihanna Rihanna's all about a good like redemption story where she's like, you know what? I can forgive. Shrina and Jasmine are like, forgiveness.
2: No, Go I'm away. not saying Snape can be forgiven, but I'm saying Snape,
0: Snape, Snape should be die. hated.
2: I'm not saying he could be forgiven, but he shouldn't be hated.
0: Oh my god.
2: Okay, Dude. yeah, he was being a meanie by, like, being weird with Harry. Like, why do you have to do that? Like, that's not, that's not his fault. It's not, like, his fault that, like, his father did some weird stuff with you and was
0: a bully that doesn't mean you go bullying the kid. Even if he died <laughs> as a hero, he literally bullied a student, a fifteen-year-old, because he didn't get the girl he wanted.
2: But that's what made it so interesting. That's what really bought to the to the readers that Snape is a bad person, and that like, big reveal at the end that he isn't—it was so shocking.
0: Yeah, it was. I just found like the plot interesting, like the turning point. You know? Okay. Yes, I okay. Some of his actions, I guess, are respectable, respectful, I guess, I don't know. Okay, but like, he deserved to die, even if he was like, good, I guess, if is that if that's what you're trying to say, like, he deserved forgiveness. I don't think that he was a good character. Like, the story did require him. But I still hate him.
2: That really, that really added to the story. Like, if it, if Snape was a normal being, like McGonagall, it wouldn't be as interesting because then you could tell that he was, he wasn't working for who he must not be named. He really made it. He sold it. Like sold it. I didn't. I didn't realize even after I read that scene where like. Um, he says that he's a good guy at the end where he reveals his memories. I, I, I was still in so much shock. I was like paralyzed. I'm like, no. Because he really sold it.
1: So so what I love about this and I'm immediately, you know, we just did a, a one of the most recent episodes we had done was the Cobra Kai season 3 yeah. review. And what I noticed was a lot of really passionate takes on whether or not Crease his backstory if that justified his actions or not or if that gave if that just gave his character just a little more depth or if it literally changes nothing and you still hate him yeah. so i'm hearing a lot of like all of this in here with snape and i think that's great because i think any villain over especially over a series of multiple books or multiple movies or sh- or seasons needs to have some kind of redeeming quality where they're a little bit more complicated because those are the best villains yeah. If the villain is not complicated i mean and i've said this about the star wars thing i love your tortured soul type of villain that like is justified and like has a motive and is doing things and you could kind of maybe even in a world back it up and support it in a way yeah I think that those are the yeah. best crafted I villains.
2: I think there could be two point of views in debate between whether if he's a good man or if he isn't. And there's yeah, like I, I an awful lot of evidence yeah. for both sides to prove that. So I don't think there's like a right answer if he's actually a good person or if he isn't. Because he did have his own selfish motives.
1: Yeah, I mean, right? If re- revenge, am I right?
2: Not exactly I, revenge, but more like a drive.
0: I feel like i feel okay. like if snape was like a little pain mm. i feel like if like, snape yeah. was anyone else yeah. i would have like yeah. forgiven yeah. him exactly. and like thought i wouldn't think yeah. he was a bad character but like just because he's him i absolutely despise him and the part yeah. where he killed dumbledore was like yeah that was because
2: at that, that time you also didn't know he was a good guy, and that Dumbledore had told him to kill him. We just knew that Snape is a bad person, and he's big, fat, meanie, like a high school bully. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when he killed Dumbledore, I was like, "No, Daddy." That's the point of no gone. return. Yeah. <laughs> English teacher. That was really impactful.
1: I love it. Okay, so let's. I think let's stay there then. Uh, so they're obviously other controversial topics that have gone on, not just Snape and his backstory and, and him being justified and, killing Dumbledore or anything else that he's done. Are there any other controversial things that have gone on that you feel strongly or passionate about? Rihanna will we'll, we'll lead off with you.
0: I feel like people are like really hesitant, like in the movie, people are like really hesitant to say or agree that, Slytherin isn't a bad or necessarily evil house. Because, like, you know, since, like, you know, Death Eaters are in Slytherin doesn't mean that all people in Slytherin are bad, right? I feel like I feel like J.K. Rowling just, like, kind of portrayed it as a bad house. Kind of. But since Merlin and all these other cool people yeah. went to Slytherin, it's like <clears throat> Slytherin is pretty cool, you know? Yeah.
1: why do you think why do you think they get such a well, I mean they obviously have a bad reputation for a reason. Why do you think?
0: F- okay, um, I feel like since the main ca- villains are in Slytherin, like they don't want to include the good characters because they don't want to create any confusion throughout like all the houses. Yeah,
2: true. But then again, Draco, he was also sort of into Slytherin, but towards the end, he did really feel guilty. Like, he started to change his mentality, and he was being forced into this, because his parents were in theaters. So, But though he he may be, like, a bully, and, like, was really mean in, like, Hogwarts, he didn't have bad intentions to go killing people. You know what I mean? Like he didn't want to do that secret mission he had.
0: Yes. yes. I mean, his parents weren't necessarily bad at the end either. Like his, his Draco's mother literally saved Harry's life. Yeah. I I don't I think Draco is like I think he was forced into being a Death Eater and I at first I just didn't like him and his family. I thought they were conceited and arrogant, yeah. and like they had all th- that money could solve all the problems. At the end, I realized that they were all forced into it, and I think they were just scared of Voldemort and feared him. So they just kind of like, well, if I stay as a Death Eater, then he won't like kill me or something. So I'm just going to. Yeah.
1: Self-preservation. And, and I'm, if I'm hearing this right, it sounds like we're keeping with a, a very important theme with the Monarch Experience in all 34 episodes that we've done is that we're blaming the parents. Because that's, that's what we do here. The Monarch Experience is all about blaming parents, blaming our own parents, but also blaming the parents of others as well
0: i have one more thing to say okay so i also hate dumbledore like with a burning passion like he made me so mad with how like vague and unhelpful he was i don't (laughs) care if he's like super wise and old i oh my god he sucked like he knew (laughs) he knew harry was supposed to die for voldemort to be defeated and he never told harry and like the only line that I will ever agree with Snape on was when was when Snape said that Dumbledore was only raising Harry like a pig to be slaughtered. Ooh.
1: So wait, so you're telling me that you're like, wow, we just <laughs> went from like trashing parents to you're like, he was old and unhelpful. Thanks a lot, grandpa. Yes.
0: <laughs> he
1: sucks. So Jasmine, you feel like the whole like you're going to die to defeat Voldemort is important information he should have disclosed.
0: Yes, because like that's like the main plot of like the last few movie movies. He literally risked his life without knowing he was supposed to do it, which is so stupid. Like you should have just told him. Oh my god! You
1: think that that would have changed Harry's mind, where he would have been like, yes. "Wait, you're telling yes. me I'm going to die? Forget it. I'm not." He would
0: have. He would have been more <laughs> prepared, you know. He wouldn't have to argue with his friends and like almost ruin his friendships.
1: Uh, but doesn't that kind of change everything though? If like you know that that's going to happen that you're like
0: it does like harry's going like, to be
1: super sentimental at all times like crying in hermione's arms like i'm going to die <laughs> when i beat him i just want you to oh know how god. much i love you it's like oh my god dude all right just uh, die already i
0: don't necessarily <laughs> think that if dumbledore told harry that he was going to die he, like, that would stop Harry, because I feel like Harry is the type of character that doesn't really care. Sometimes he can be, like, foolish or a little brash, and, like, he's brash with his decisions. Mm. So I just think he would be hesitant to complete the challenge. And also, I agree with Jasmine on the part where he wouldn't, like, argue with his friends and stuff, because, like, he knew it would happen, right?
1: yeah i think yeah so what i'm hearing is it sounds like rihanna you're telling me that he still would have done the dumb things anyway because he's a teenager
0: yeah <laughs> in my opinion okay teenagers are just stupid i
1: no, they they are not stupid they just don't have a part of their brain fully developed
0: harry there's a harry
1: difference
0: is re- harry is repulsive and he makes <laughs> he makes decisions without thinking about it like He's so stupid. He wants to be all brave and stuff for his friends and for the world. I don't care if you want to save the world. Oh, my God. Stop being so stupid.
1: <laughs> Jasmine Jasmine doesn't want a hero. She wants someone that's, like, grounded, makes rational decisions, yes. weighs yes. out the yes. consequences. Yeah. Even if they're like, Jasmine, I'll save you. Jasmine's like, I don't care <laughs> if you're going to save me. Dude, that's dumb. Get a life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. She would definitely be that type of person in real life.
1: Yeah, you oh, and obviously Harry uh, Potter would not be able to be friends for that reason.
0: No. Wait, well,
1: would you be in... Oh, no. Jasmine, would you be in the house of Slytherin then?
0: Oh, no. <laughs> I wish.
1: What uh, Slytherin
0: is, like, What house cool. would you be in? I'm in Ravenclaw, according to Pottermore. Oh. I don't know. Credible source. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. you. This is so weird, okay? So I took a test on Pottermore today, just to check in, you know, because I took a few tests before, like the same test, and it turned out I was Ravenclaw. And then I took this test again and just selected the options that I felt that I wanted. And then-
1: you rigged the test. Yes. (laughs) You you cheated.
0: no, no,
2: no, no, I didn't. I, did. I swear I to mean, God. I mean, like, I know who I am, because these tests, you know, internet. Internet is never right. I actually have a Harry Potter wand um, that I got from Harry Potter World. Speaking of which, Harry Potter World is, like, amazing in I studios. never used
0: it.
2: Yeah, and Butterbeer tastes exactly what I thought it would be. It's, like, a caramel, spritey, like, soda type, but it's, like, caramel and sweet. It tastes, like, really I've, good. I've also been totally Harry it. Potter
0: World. Like, like it was the cat it was like one of my favorite sections in the amusement park like the castle was so very pleasing to look at i know right and it has like a stimulation yeah ride in it. the it's rides were so amazing oh my god i don't remember it exactly. so jasmine
1: and Srina, you both have been there yeah right yeah. and did it live up to the expectations yes.
0: Oh,
2: beyond. <laughs> so there's actually two parts. There's the Universal Studios, and then there's, like, it goes into Harry Potter world. But you want to Im- imagine what the entrance is like. You know how in Diagon Alley in the movie, it's so discreet. Nobody can ever tell there's a thing called Harry Potter world ever in a normal muggle world, if you know mm. what I mean. So, I do, <laughs> actually. Yeah. <laughs> We actually were walking by and we were asking people, like, where is Harry Potter World? Like, do we need to catch a bus? Like, because you know, like Disney World and Universal Studios, you have to go- catch a bus from like go to one land to the other. Yeah. But we walked past, there was like this tunnel, like a brick wall tunnel. It's quite big, right on the smack middle of a wall. And it, it it was really old. It looked like a building. And there was nothing on it. It just had like a number, like a house number on top of it. And we asked people, and we're like, how do we get there? And we walked past that tunnel, like, at least four to five times. And then someone's like, just just go around this corner and take a left, take a right on this brick wall. And we see this tunnel, and we're like, okay. We go through the tunnel, and it's Harry Potter World. Nice. That was my first impression. Was-
1: okay, so, Jasmine, what house, what house would you be?
0: I'm actually in Ravenclaw, according to Potter Huss. Like, Ravenclaws are described as creative, determined, intellectual, prideful, and witty. And, like, I don't know if I fit into half those categories, but I like to think of myself as them. I mean, yeah, I can make up, like, pretty witty comebacks, and I also think I'm pretty, like, innovative and artsy. And I pride myself in being in the same house as Luna Lovegood, even though she's not my favorite character.
2: She's, like, very vague, and, like, I never understood her. Yeah. Oh okay. my god, Luna is
0: the greatest, coolest person ever. <laughs> she has such good oh comments. And also, according to Pottymore, my Patronus is a bat. Bats are meant to, like, guide people who are in need of it, I guess. And that makes me sound super emo, but I'm not emo. Um, anyway. <laughs> the guiding? The bat? The bat I'm not emo, excuse you. Okay. <laughs> 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 they still. Stand- They stand for good luck, happiness, and transformation, and like they're also known for tracking and not look bad. And I don't know what this—I don't know how this applies to my life, nor how accurate it is, but it's still pretty cool.
2: On the contrary, I'm a Gryffindor. I took the Pottermore test like so many times, and I've been—before you say it's overrated,
0: (laughs) don't even start at me. So overrated! Oh my god.
2: So, I've taken the test multiple times, and I've gotten, like, all the houses, but, like, I've gotten Ravenclaw almost closely as much as I got Gryffindor, but, like, I took it again recently, and I got Gryffindor, and I'm going to complain, because, like, damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but, um, and Gryffindor means that, like, I am brave, loyal, chivalrous, and kind, which I'm, like, cool, like... <laughs> Yeah. You're not no, well. <laughs> yeah, like I'm flattered by like my queen like traits. Anyways, <laughs> in addition, as you say, like yeah, like I'm a queen, so why not? Like they're not wrong. <laughs> so oh
1: my goodness, Shrina, this is amazing. So you know the the, the traits I'm yeah. hearing there though, I'm like, these are this is some pretty good traits that I Yeah.
2: My my Patronus is also a black mare. And, like, as a matter of fact, according to Google, if this is your Patronus and you have to express yourself freely and have a true and honest soul, you do not hide the truth and express your emotions well. I may have, or may I am not, stolen a wait, cookie wait, 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 and my mom doesn't know about it. I don't know if that's true. So.
1: <laughs> but, well, I trina i don't know if they mean like that like i think you could steal a cookie and still be an honest person (laughs) you strike me as the type and we've only known each other for about an hour and 15 minutes now you strike me as a type that tells it like it is right so i think knowing you for an hour and 15 minutes
2: um saying like things like oh that looks good does not allow a person to grow i believe in authentic truthful Co- compliments and feedback that will allow the person to grow and expand.
0: So See, I yeah, have. that's Srina
1: Shreena, that's that is exactly in the hour and 15 minutes that we've been talking. That is exactly how I have perceived you to be. So, and that's a good, that's a compliment. That's a good thing. I I, I think that's awesome. Uh, and hey, you're self-aware, you know that about yourself, which makes you yeah. even better. Rihanna, what house are you?
0: I, okay, okay, it's complicated, okay.
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's, uh-oh. I got
0: Ravenclaw, like, several times, okay? And today, I took the test, and it said I was a Slytherin. Okay, oh, <laughs> oh,
2: no. with that, okay. Like, I'm just saying. He's
0: definitely a Slytherin. <laughs> uh,
1: Rihanna, what traits that were associated with Slytherin, according to this test? Where you you ended up with such a heinous house, obviously.
0: Dude, dude, no words. How <laughs> dare you? It's not a heinous
1: house. Okay. So, I, so I'm seeing sly, cunning, ambitious Rihanna. these again? I've I've known you for, I, I've known you for a long time, a good hour and 15, sixteen minutes. <laughs>
0: so long. Do
1: you feel like those are traits that you really, really associate yourself with? Because those are positive traits. Well- right. I mean, uh, well, uh, 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 never, never mind. Pretend I didn't say that. Rihanna, do those traits describe you? Um,
0: I don't think I'm funny. <laughs> Wait, hold up. pretend narcissistic. She is narcissistic. She is rude. She is offensive. Yes. <laughs>
1: Wow, Jasmine, Jasmine, our audience can't see this, but it looked like, and maybe it will translate with the way that it comes across. It looked like you were reading off of a list. You were like, "Let me tell you all (laughs) about Jasmine. I've got a list right here, and I can pull out like a scroll." Uh, We have to write a 5 All right. So, Rihanna, let's let's at least let me hear from you. Do you see yourself as ambitious? Let's go with the positive one.
0: Um, I sometimes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that, that sounds like a, that sounds like a no. <laughs> when, when, when you're asked a yes or no question and you're like ah uh, ooh hmm that's I don't know. Uh, okay, so sometimes
0: on what day it is and how so if it's like a Monday, sure. if, <laughs> if you're I'm feeling queen, okay, then I'm like. Yeah, well, yeah, nobody's I'm ambitious based, on a Monday. I'm gonna get a hundred today. Everything, okay other days, I'm lazy as heck, and I don't want to do anything, and I'm like, okay, I don't care if I fail, I don't care if I, I don't want, and nobody will care yeah she's so, just trying to make it so sound better I, I like that. <laughs> yes,
1: Rihanna's justification <laughs> is, if I'm understanding like, the one sentence summary of it is I'm ambitious when I yes. feel like being ambitious
0: <laughs> That's, that's going weird. to be my high school <gasps> quote. I'm ambitious.
1: <laughs> that should be. You know what? I'm
0: ambitious. I'm, I want to be. I like
1: sometimes it. I feel but ambitious. But it speaks the truth. Sometimes okay? and I I'm don't. I'm pretty
2: sure speaking on behalf of many people out there. Many people, including me.
1: And that's hey, <laughs> oh, and yeah, that's, yeah, that's what this is podcast is you, all about. The beer you viewer, on here, but your voice represents. The many, many listeners that are out there. All right, as we're winding down here, we got one more thing that I'm sure our listeners are like, all right, tell me what I need to know. Tell me what I need to know.
0: Ooh. We want to know who your favorite
1: characters are. So we'll go around the horn. We're going to find out who our favorite characters are. You've waited this long. Jasmine, favorite character. Okay, and a my, quick favorite, sentence character, explanation. my favorite
0: character is Sirius Black because like, of his personality. He's such a hero and like, he's so funny and he has a great sense of humor. Like oh my god, I love
1: Shrina. Who's your favorite character? And why? Um, I
2: would say my favorite character is probably Snape because though like everyone's like oh my <laughs> god, Snape's so mean. I mean, yeah. But Snape he's like so mysterious and suspenseful, like, and he's like so cool, like dark, like um the boss. But like, and he also like died in such a cool way. He died like a martyr. It's like, and like. Even nobody could ever tell he wasn't He was working for Dumbledore instead of he who must not be named.
1: <laughs> mm. Rihanna, okay, who's your so favorite character? Why? I have two
0: favorite characters. One of them is Hermione Granger because she's like the most iconic person ever. Nobody could tell me otherwise. And she's super funny with her British accent. My Favorite character is Sirius Black because he just is. Okay, There's no explanation needed. He's just amazing. It's just. Yes,
2: yeah. actually, there's like a joke it. on that where Voldemort's like is saying to Sirius, like, why are you so serious? And then Sirius is like, why are you so nosy? Oh, my
0: God.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I think, you know, you got, you three know your stuff, right? You're Harry Potter fanatics. You love the books. You love the movies. You have strong feelings about things. And I think that with that, there comes a little bit of, well, I would have done this differently or you know, if I was writing this or if I was directing this, maybe I would have gone this direction. Do you feel like there's any missed opportunities or should haves throughout the series, whether the books or the the movie uh, adaptation of the books that you feel like if you were in charge of things, you would have done things a little bit differently?
2: Definitely. First of all, I I would never be able to even write a book like this because my imagination doesn't have such capability. So like hats off to you, J.K. Rowling. But (laughs) if I did have that capability, I would probably change that, like, um, that they, like, include the house's Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw a little more. Because I just feel like they kind of discluded them a little bit. Like, even though, like, Gryffindor and Slytherin are, like, the main rivalry, the other two houses did play a huge potential role in the plot that
0: many people did miss. Okay, um, I totally agree with you. Yeah. But, like, I I have two things I would have changed. Like for the book, I would have I would have shown more of the martyr era. We realize how much Harry doesn't know about his parents and such. Like when he looks into Snape's memory. And for the um for the movies, I would have done a better job casting the characters because like in the book, Harry is told. Yeah, in the book, Harry is told really? endless times that he has his father's hair <laughs> and his mother's <laughs> eyes. However, like, Daniel Radcliffe, who plays Harry, has blue eyes and not green eyes like Lily Evans. The thing is, Harry Potter, oh. okay, though some of them were, like,
2: a little off, like, like even in Hermione yeah. Granger, like, her hair's supposed to be really bushy and, like, buck teeth. They did a fairly well job on trying to portray those characters, like, I don't think anybody could have played them better. Like, though their appearances were a little weird and they didn't match completely, they they gave the character justice. And also, I there was this thing where you said Daniel Radcliffe doesn't have green eyes. They tried putting him in contacts, but, but he, he was allergic to contacts. And I don't think anybody could have oh. played Harry Potter better than Daniel Radcliffe, even if they tried. And he...
1: I mean, I he's he iconic fit, in that role.
0: Like the appearance is pretty well like besides. We, eyes. I feel like we only think that they're good because that's who they were. But I feel like if the movies originally casted someone differently, we wouldn't think that anyone else yeah. was better. True, true. But they did give it justice. Mm. Like it's not like they didn't. They
2: they did yeah, fairly. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. They gave the character justice to who they. Like, I think they even said that, like, Hermione in the book is all, like, nerdy and, like, very, she cares about education a lot. So the person who played Hermione, Emma Watson, they had to write, um, like, about, they had to write about their personality as the character in the movie. So Emma Watson, she wrote a 16-page essay on, <laughs> about, on her character as Hermione would. would. Harry wow. wrote one page, Daniel Radcliffe, and Ron wrote none. It fits pretty well.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> that's awesome. I, I do agree, Shrina, I understand. I agree with what you're saying. I also do see what Jasmine, yeah. what you're saying. That those those people, those actors in those roles, become so iconic and so well associated with the yeah. roles they play that you can't unsee yeah. them as Harry Potter. Right, uh, Rihanna. What is your missed opportunity or should have?
0: I feel like they should have portrayed more of Draco's life in this movie. I know they were supposed to, like, portray him as an antagonist and, like, Harry's enemy in school and whatever, but I feel like Draco needed his own moment. Like, he's so mysterious, and his upbringing is, like, he his character is so dynamic and, like, it, he changes throughout the story so much that it's just kind of hard to understand where he was from. So if we had a little more insight on his childhood and yeah. like how he feel, how he felt during that time, and like what yeah. he felt towards his parents and whatever, I feel like we understood the story as a whole a little more.
2: I don't think at the end I, they even showed in the movie that he really didn't want to do
0: the bidding for Lord Voldemort all. I read somewhere that like he only had like 31 thirty one minutes in the entire Harry Potter film series.
1: So much fun! So much fun getting to talk to Jasmine, Rihanna, and Shrina. Who, by the way, if I can say on record, probably should start their own podcast because they were so incredible. <laughs> I, why not? Let's let's do it with Monarch Experience. We'll create yes. its own network of podcasts, maybe in the future, uh, and we can get like side podcasts with uh, fantastic students like Rihanna, Shrina, and Jasmine. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. For our listeners out there, you know where to find our episodes. Why even include this at the end of a podcast? iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. That's where you can find the Monarch Experience. And until next time, stay safe, stay hungry. See ya!